Welcome back to Prince on the Pod. This is your host, Sam Prince. And for today's episode, we're going to have a guest co-host on the episode, Kobe Ritter. And Kobe and I are going to talk about MLB a lot. We're going to talk about rookies this year and second-year players and some breakout players this season. And so we're going to start with Kyle Lewis from the Seattle Mariners. Kyle Lewis is having a fantastic year. Who He's most likely going to get the AL Rookie of the Year, in my opinion. And he's got 32 runs, 47 hits, 9 home runs, and 23 RBIs. I think it's a really good year. Maybe not Rookie of the Year for other years, but for this year, I think he's very good. I think he's you know really trying to rebrand the Seattle Mariners franchise. I think he can be a, a, an all-star in a couple of years, or maybe even next year. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I think, like, Kyle Lewis, you know, coming up from, like, you know, as, as a, like, a top prospect, he was expected to perform well. And, frankly, I think he's going pretty well with those expectations. He's playing well. He's showing that he's a very athletic outfielder. With me, personally, I'm an outfielder, too, but I see that Mike Trout type of caliber in terms of defense. He is fast, and he is not afraid to get down and dirty, which is, I think, I think that's a great skill to have. And now we have from the NL, Alec Bohm. Number 28 from the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, um, uh, so Alec Bohm coming up, another pretty popular prospect. You know, the Phillies have always produced some pretty good ones. You know, you got Mickey Moniak hopefully coming up in a couple years. But Alec Bohm is pretty is playing pretty well. You know, he, he's batting at a 323 average, which is one of the higher averages for a rookie this season. It may even be a top five. And it's honestly, like, a, he's a good third baseman, and maybe we could even see him moving out to shortstop because he's a pretty athletic player. I see them move. I see him moving to shortstop because I don't, I don't see Didi being there for his whole career. I can see Didi leaving after this year. I think you move him to shortstop or you move Didi to third. If Didi stays, I think he's going to shortstop. I think, I mean, he was expected to do great because in the 2018 MLB draft, he was in the – he was the – third overall pick in the first round, even the third overall pick in the whole entire MLB draft. He is a great player. And if he keeps doing this, I think he has a potential to be excellent. Okay. And now our next rookie is Jake Cornworth. Now he is a great player. He's second baseman. He also plays shortstop. He also plays first base. Very versatile. He's very, as Kobe said, very versatile for the San Diego Padres. He he's very good this year. He very much, Probably will get NL Rookie of the Year. You know, as a rookie this year, he has a one and a one point five WAR and four home runs and forty one hits. He's having a pretty good start to his career. I think he can build off this momentum and maybe be a future All Star, or you know, as a key piece to the San Diego Padres team. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Like I think that you know, especially in the Padres, if you're looking at their depth, I think it's great that he's a versatile player that can play multiple positions because, frankly. Tatis, it's the same thing. He can play at multiple positions, but when you have two players that can do that, you can fit them anywhere in the lineup, which is which I, I think is a huge, huge plus on this player over here. I agree with you 125% there. And now the next rookie, that he's been in the news a lot. We got Luis Robert, center fielder from the Chicago White Sox. He has been hyped up his whole career. I mean, and his whole minor league career, the hype is real, people. Luis Robert is coming. He yeah. as a rookie, he has a two point one WAR. That's insane. 
I can tell you one thing about this prospect, man. I think the hype is real. I think that we got a true stud out of this guy. This guy, I definitely can see being a top player in the MLB, maybe even all time. I don't want to go that far, but he is playing excellent and he can do everything. He's a five-tool player. He legit can do everything. You know, he is fast. He got, he's great. At, he has a great defensive player and he can hit complete like bonds. He can hit complete bonds. So I don't know. I think we got a good player out of him. I get you 100%. And he is Time amazing. out, time out. Luis Robert is going to be a key piece to the Chicago White Sox franchise. He and Tim Anderson, we'll, we'll talk about a little later in the episode, Yamakata, he will elevate the Chicago White Sox with Yamakata and Tim Anderson, who we're going to talk about a little later, and Jose Abreu. He, this, these players will elevate the Chicago White Sox to a deep playoff run or maybe even the World Series run in a couple of years. And, of course, you on the, on the mound and the White Sox got Giolito, who threw a no-hitter, and clearly he's shown what he can do. He's a very good player with great potential. So I agree with you 100%. And that's it. For, and do you have any more players to add for the second year and rookie of the year? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say for a rookie of the year, but um, I'm gonna, I just want to, you know, an honorable mention to someone who hasn't been in the league for too long, but that's Bobby Dalbeck. Bobby Dalbeck in his first five games has set an MLB record for five consecutive games like, since his debut with home runs. He is a complete power hitter and even contact hitter, and he's a pretty solid defensive player. I could definitely see him being that type of player that, you know, is a, that power bat in your lineup, that, that, um, that cleanup spot, that guy who really can hit the guys in when you have guys on base. And shout out to him, though, because he is playing awesome. And I know it's maybe too early to tell. He's only played like five, five, six games now, but he's playing great baseball. So, yeah. He is playing great baseball, and he's really been in the league for less than 10 games. And he's already, I know I keep on saying war, but I have to put this again for Bobby Dowd. He has a 0.4 war in less than 10 games. That's insane, people. That's insane. And now we go to the breakout players who really is not getting a lot of men. Oh, they are getting a lot of men. Who we just have to highlight Donovan Solano. Solano is having a fantastic year this year. He, 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 he's been a key piece. He's a great shortstop for these Giants, the San Francisco Giants, not the New York Giants. And he, he's just been having a great year. And I think he can be a future all-star to come and maybe a key piece to revitalizing this Giants franchise. Ugh, I got to be honest, I don't think. Uh, but also, you know, this guy's a complete breakout player. He, is, he was not very, like, known last year, but now he's actually showing why he's in the majors for a reason. He's a great player. He's a very solid contact hitter. As you can see, his average is up at 352, which is top five in the MLB. Like, he really is a great contact hitter, and especially with that team, um, with the San Francisco Giants, you have a mix. You have some power hitters out of Mike Yastrzemski. Frankly, I think you have Mike Yastrzemski can do both. But Donovan Solano is also a solid defensive player, and that's what the, the Giants were lacking before. So he's definitely useful for them. Yes, yes. And right now, we are going to talk about Mike Yastrzemski. He is a great player. Bro, I really So next play we're going to talk about, as Sam just said, is Mike Yastrzemski. And yes, that name is a pretty popular name as, well, his grandfather is Carl Yastrzemski, one of the best players in Red Sox history. And frankly, it's his, his, Carl Yastrzemski's skill is going off on Mike too. They're clearly from the same genes because Mike is a, is a great power hitter, 
Kent is an like, he can do both. He's a great contact hitter and power hitter. He's great defensively and is and is having an excellent season, batting two ninety with nine home runs. And is in one of the reasons that you know the Giants are doing so well. And frankly, he's also in the MVP voting. Yes, I said the MVP voting. That's the type of player we're talking about here. I agree with you 100%. I personally did not expect him to be in the MVP voting. I expected him to be a borderline all-star this year. I known, I don't think anyone expected him to take that jump he took this year. I personally think he's going to come in third in the MVP voting behind Mookie Betts and Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, yeah. And our next player is me. Our next player. Okay, next player we're going to talk about is Hanjo Alberto of the Baltimore Orioles. Enzar Alberto has been having a great season as a pretty solid contact hitter in that lineup that, frankly, no one expected out of the Baltimore Orioles as being a top team. Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles were coming from last in, what, last in the division last year, and now they're, they, they're doing this. No one expected it, and that's partially thanks to Hanjo Alberto out here. I agree with you 100%. I think he's a key reason why they are – in borderline for the eighth seed, I don't personally think they're gonna. I don't personally think they're gonna get it, but I think they are a shocker to the MLB. I thought they could win like 15 games max this year. And now we're gonna get to another player who is having a great year. Yes, currently while we are recording this episode, he is on the 10-day deal. Max Fried is great. He has a zero ERA. He is a future pitcher to come. I think that's just that's just an understatement. Max Fried, man, that that Braves lineup. First of all, they're like their hitting lineup, man. That is, they are insane. But then you're looking at their rotation. You got Max Fried out here, freaking throwing dices out there. Hitters can't touch his breaking balls, and he's shut. Like, look at him. Look at his stats right now. He is six and zero, and he has an under two ERA. Like I, that, I think that says enough right there. He is having a complete breakout season. No one expected this out of him. I don't even think anyone expected this much potential out of him. But he's showing everyone that he Freed got some, he got some gas here. And he, I don't think he's slowing down. Freed is amazing, as I said before. He is going to be a future Cy Young winner. And yes, you heard it here first. Max Freed is going to be a future Cy Young winner in the NL. I support that 100%. A lot of people are going to say, oh, that's just an outrageous statement. But it's true. And then Kobe's going to say another player we have here. Okay, next player we're going to talk about is going to be a player from the Toronto Blue Jays, and that is Teoscar Hernandez. Um, I've had the pleasure of watching Teoscar Hernandez a lot because, um, you know, I go to a lot of Jays games when the Red Sox are in town, and he is a great player. He's always been pretty underrated, frankly, I think, and I think it's about time that people recognize him. He is, he's batting 308 this year as 14 home runs, 27 RBIs. I think those stats are pretty good considering we're only playing a half season. I agree. He's an ex. He's and a great arm also out of that. I agree with you 100. He's a future left fielder. He's a left fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays. I think he's great for them. I think he's a key reason why their outfield is a very underrated outfield. Yes, he he got like I personally like how he goes well. Yes, there may be the risky play of going for the die, but I like that out of the player. It shows that you really want it. It shows that you're a fun player to watch. You're a fun player to have on your team. You're a great player overall. And now. We're going to talk about uh, as our second to last player in the breakout from this from the Boston Red Sox, Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo has 
frankly, I didn't, maybe at the beginning of the season, he, he wasn't off to the most insane start. But right now, I think he's really showing what, we, what he can do. He's batting 313, six home runs, which is not as much as we would, we would think. But considering that Boston Red Sox lineup, frankly, is not the most insane this year. Even I acknowledge that. But uh, he's really showing what he can do. And I think that that was expected. I think the Red Sox did up prior scouting to this Mookie trade because I think at the beginning, maybe it seemed like it wasn't a great trade. But look at what Alex Verdugo is doing now. They saw something in him, and I think he's showing them that it, that, that was a great trade, and it worked out for the Red Sox now. I don't really think it was a great trade, but but we'll talk about this trade a tad bit. Alex Verdugo for Mookie Betts, that's really what the trade was. I, I hate to say that like that. Mookie Betts could win the MVP this year. And I personally think you guys could have kept Mookie Betts, but that's a totally different conversation for another day. And Ralph Verdugo is a great player. He's really, you know, revitalizing that outfield, showing what Mookie could do. You know, he's a great player. You know, he go, I said he goes for the ball. You know, he's a really fun player to watch. And when the stands are back at Fenway, they are going to go crazy for Verdugo. They're going to scream, Verdugo, Verdugo, Verdugo. He, he's a great power hitter. He's a great just hitter overall, great defensive player. I think that's – as Obi said, as Obi said earlier, with some other place, he's a great five-tool player. And now, yeah, for sure, our last player who we're going to talk about is one of my favorite players in the MLB who's having a breakout season. Is Luke Voigt from the New York Yankees, number fifty-nine, first base, and he's had he's I currently he's got fourteen home runs, thirty RBIs, thirty-nine hits, twenty-nine runs and 144 at-bats. He is insane. No one is talking about him at all. He should be an all-star if, they're, if they do acknowledge all-stars this year. He is a great player. Yes, maybe he went on a slump for a week, but it's okay. He went on one slump a one, for one week. He is a great player. He's what the Yankees need right now. He's revitalizing that lineup with so many injuries in that lineup. He makes – he gets that hit. He gets that double. He gets that single. He gets that home run. He's got he's got a much better at the bag for a first base. He's gotten so much better at defense this year. He is the five tool player. Oh yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that. I'm I'm a Red Sox fan, but I can admit it, man. Luke Boyd's a great power hitter. And first of all, I would be scared when I'm a pitcher. If you get a comebacker from this guy, huh? It's gonna end pretty badly for you. Yeah. And for the second part of the episode, what the three biggest MLB rule changes for this season and should they keep it? First of all, we got to talk about the DH in the NL. I don't think they should keep it personally. Keep the game the way it is. Have the pitcher hit. Kobe, what do you think about that? Um, I totally agree, man. I'm all for, I'm all for original, like original rules. I think I support that. Uh, I don't think they should change it because they, this game is as old as time is, man. It's been, this game has been going on for so long. Why change it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Agreed a thousand percent. And I personally think they should keep the extra innings runner on second base. I wasn't a huge fan, but it makes the game so much more exciting. It makes it so much more intense. Uh, that's something I don't really agree with personally. I think that, yeah, it makes it more exciting. But these games, end, they, they're ending quickly. You're seeing it. They're ending way too quickly. I actually was, I was at the game where the Blue Jays had a 19-inning game, the longest in history for the Blue Jays. And frankly, I enjoyed it. It was an excellent game. I think that, once again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I know there's a lot of fans complaining about it, but that's the game. If you don't like waiting at ballparks, you know, then don't go to games. I'm sorry. 
I agree with you. I agree if you don't like waiting. I, I think they should keep it, but I'll be fine if they don't keep it. And the one rule I think every, almost every MLB fan hates this year, doubleheader seven inning games. Yeah, that is, it's that's not baseball. A uh, baseball game as in nine innings or extra innings is 10, 11, 12, etc. I get for this year only, I'm fine with it for this year only, just because you're probably going to, you have a shortened season and because it's harder to make up games, that's fine for me making up games for this year, but not next year. I think that a shortened season is fine, but not next year. Or maybe in like spring training, that's fine. Or the minor leagues, but not in pro level regular season. One thing I also like is, a, is the rule about how they change the draft. I honestly, I know everyone thinks the draft is too long. It is too long, but it's baseball. Like, uh, what do you think these college players are thinking? It makes their chances a lot better to go to the show and follow their dreams, which I think is great. I think that baseball is good because you have so many different, you know, minor league systems that you can go to, and there's always a chance, you know. So, I don't know. I think, I, I think that they should actually keep that at the 40 round, but I don't know. Do you think they can maybe put it at like 20, 20 rounds instead of 40 rounds? I'd say 20 isn't the worst case scenario, but frankly, I'd just rather keep it at the original. I don't get why they're not doing it in the first place. Like, I guess it was five rounds this year, but I mean, it, it just makes it so much easier. Don't you want the players to have a chance to get back in the MLB? I mean, there's so many great studs in the MLB that was not drafted, that was drafted late. Look at Mookie Betts. He was drafted very late in the draft. Look at Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar was drafted in the 32nd round. Agreed. Look at DeGrom. He was drafted late, yeah. too. And even Kevin Pillar was drafted out of the D of Division Three University. Yeah, so you never know what you're going to get out of the draft. Exactly. And that is it for this episode of Prince of the Pod. Thank you, Kobe, for being on. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Sam Prince. Have a great day, everyone.